Yes, listeners, welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, January the 27th, 2023, the last Across the Line of January. And uh, we have a busy show for you here over the next hour, previewing all the sport across the Premier County. Of course, this weekend, we've uh, lots of things happening. Of course, the Tipperary senior footballers get their league campaign underway tomorrow evening against Down. Also, the Tip ladies footballers are in action on Sunday. We've local rugby. We've uh, uh, St. Mary's and Nina are in a camogie final. We've loads to talk to, and uh, we will try and cover it all over the next hour or so. But to start the show, I'm going to be joined by Tipperary senior football manager David Power to talk about Tipperary versus down tomorrow evening that's at 6pm in Semple Stadium and it's a game you can hear live here on Tip FM myself and Philly Ryan will be bringing you the action just before 6 o'clock tomorrow evening and our coverage will be with thanks to Casey Tiles and Wooden Floors in Care. So to start the show as I said I'm joined by David Power, Tipperary Senior Football Manager. David you're welcome to the show Thanks very much Paul Obviously, David, we're getting into the uh, the very busy time of the year now. Uh, at this stage of the year, just getting into the National Football League this weekend. But I suppose uh, the big news during the week was, first of all, you named your your squad, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes. But obviously, yeah. the intercounty retirement of uh, Robbie Kiley was announced uh, during the week. Obviously, Robbie, a big part of the Tipperary team for the last decade, really, and uh, would have yeah. been a big part of the 2020 winning team. Um, what can you tell us about Robbie Kiley that we, we we wouldn't know if we weren't involved with the squad? Ah yes, yeah, so look, look, um, look. I, it was actually when I took over the Sip Senior team. It was actually the first time that I that I ever worked with Robbie, and and I um, the very first phone call that I made, I would have been ringing around and making sure players are available um, back for the 2020 season, and um, and I felt I was getting interviewed by him. Uh, he was <laughs> so. Uh, what I what I really liked about him was. Um, um, he wanted to see things being done right. He was very, you know, he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be wasting his time. You know, he like if it was going to be a poor setup, I don't think he's, um, you know, he wouldn't even consider coming back. And so, so look, lucky enough, we got, I got, I suppose I got the twenty twenty season out of him, the twenty one season out of him, and 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 the twenty two season as well. But unfortunately, I suppose with all the injuries, you know, he had wicked issues with hamstrings. You know, I think that's ultimately, um, you know, I think made his decision. Um, you know, that's, you know, he was disappointed, really. He didn't feature in the championship last year. Um, he got injured against Westmead in the challenge there after the league. And um, because he was, he was, uh, he was a big part um, in us getting promoted last season. Mm. Um, you know, um, we went on a, we went on a five, I think we won f- uh, five games in a row and um and like he was he was a big part of that. Um so look, um he he's a super guy and um he's gonna be he's gonna be a big loss to Tipperary football. There's no um there's no doubt about that. And look he was on that under twenty one team uh, back in two thousand and ten when they beat Kerry down in down in uh, Trilly, I think it was. Yeah. And um it kind of started this kind of golden uh, this golden era for Tipperary football, where, don't to be fair, whether it was minor under twenty one or senior, don't look over the last twelve thirteen years, we've we've really achieved a lot. A hundred percent, and I suppose a thing about Robbie as well there is that he was travelling up for a lot of those years from from down in West Cork, which is not an easy job yeah, to make yeah, once well, a week, never mind in... three or four times a week. So there was serious dedication there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like um. 
he was up in UCG during these courses. So he, he always travelled, whether it was from Galway or from West Cork, he always came up the tourist switch. So and like you know, he was probably spending maybe more time in the car than he was training. And that's 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 and that's and that's the sad reality of it and you know, so um you know, so that was a huge um you know, for him to give that commitment over the last eleven, twelve years. You know, that was that was you know, it's a big thing because it's you know, your life is kinda dictated by it as well, like, you know. Yeah, and is there is there a standout moment? I know he was one of the, the key figures in, in the twenty twenty Munster final winning team. Yeah, well look, um you know, like um for me over the last couple of years, um um I thought up in Cavan last year in the league. Um, you know, we were after beating Sligo in Wexford, I think it was, and we were lucky to beat Wexford. And I thought he was just immense that day up in Cavan. And we don't we needed leaders and he was a strong leader that day. Um I thought don't like uh, you know, like look, he was immense and back look, I go back for the twenty twenty season as well. But like last year was a big thing for us because look, we were after losing a number of players and um you know um to get back out of division four was was a big thing for us. But the Kevin, the Kevin performance, I thought he was so he was so so good that day, um, you know. And you know, we needed leaders and to go up to be Kevin up there, you know. That was that was a that was a big result like that. You know, that was that was the game where you could say, look, we're, it was back in our hands again, you know, yeah. um, because we were after starting off dreadfully in the first two games against Warford and Leeds when we 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 drew against Warford. I lost to Leitrim, but not only did we lose to Leitrim, we were awful that day. Um, so, um, so for us, uh, the Kevin game, that performance, he was, he was, he was really, really good that day. Um, yeah, and I suppose we'll, we'll move on. We, we wish Robbie all the best in his uh, in his retirement. Um, you named the squad during the week. I suppose it's probably always a a difficult job of any management team is naming yeah. the name of the squad because you obviously have to leave some lads off. But uh, a lot of a, a strong squad, you'd have to say, with some new faces in there as well. Yeah, yeah, no, um, we're very pleased. Uh, I think, I think, um, I think we're looking. Uh, our, our squad is looking a lot stronger than last year, um, for numerous reasons. We've a couple of fellas back. We've fellas after improving, um, and um, the one thing that I, I, I think we ha- we have a bit of depth on our panel in terms of. You know, we're not going to be relying on the same 15, 18 players to play every game. Um, you know, and we've a couple of we've a couple of young lads as well. Um, the likes of jo- Joseph Lawrence and Rory Collins, they're with under twenties, but they're part of our panel. And um, you know, which is which is really important as well because you have to be bringing through two or three players every year because look, because ultimately, you know, there'll be feathers going to be falling falling away. We'll say, the, 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 we'll say the likes of us have to happen with, with Robbie Kiley. That's going to happen every year. You're going to lose a couple of players. So it's important to have those young fellas coming through. But yeah, um, look, we're very happy. Um, we're very happy with the panel. We're very happy with the with the work. The, uh, we'll say the lads have done as well. And we've, we we would definitely feel we're in a we're in a, a way better position to go at this league compared to maybe at the start of last year's league. Um, we just feel we're we're just that bit better prepared. Yeah, and 
Um, even even on that at, at this time of the year w- with the big squad as well um, I know Sean O'Connor was involved in some Sigerson um, action over the last couple of weeks is there anyone else has that been a, a, an issue I suppose not an issue but something no to no manage? no um, no we're not too bad Sean O'Connor would be the main would be the main player there and uh, Colin Kendi would be with CIT but he's actually injured at the minute so um, so really it'd be only those two players but Sean Sean played last night um, the Bay Queens um, on penalties, I think it actually went to. Um, so he's still involved, and it's very simple what you do there, Paul. Is you know he's coming up to us tonight, all right. But we left him alone there at the start of the week. You just have to, you just have to tailor. You just have to look at the players' uh, load, and like the big thing is just to have him fresh and going into the game on Saturday night. Yeah, and. Uh... Um, just on, on injuries there as well. You mentioned Connell. Is Connell, are you not expecting to have uh, Connell Kennedy? There no, Connell. Connell's going to miss a nice part of the league. He's got a uh, he's got a stress fracture in his leg, and it's it's looking like it, it it's kind of it's looking like four to six weeks he's going to be out for. So um, yeah, so that's that's um, that's unfortunate um, for Connell. Um, and and another fellow that I'd say is going to be out from going back from the Limerick game in the McGrath Cup is Paul Fien. Um he's still very, very sore. Um so we just don't know the time frame there still yet. Um until until the so until that soreness uh, goes away. So there are two there there are two big lads that were that were going to be um you know, they're lads that unfortunately would be obviously in our plans. But look, that, that's going back to what I said there a couple of minutes ago. We seem to have that bit of depth there now in our squad that we can take it. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about Pawdy, all right, because watching the the Limerick game, like he took a very heavy hit off the yeah. Pirate Astro, and uh, and yeah. we, he's had shoulder injuries the past couple of years as well. So it's the last kind yeah. of thing you wanted to see. Yeah, well, thankfully, look, it's not his shoulders; just his lower back. It's very swelled. Um, they don't they don't seem to be any break or fracture, and. Um, um, you know, so we're just we just have to be patient with it. But thankfully, it's not his shoulder or or anything like that. And um, yeah, he could just do with a run of one of the games because I thought he was excellent against Warford down down mm. McGrath Cup, and you know, he was only getting into the game against Limerick. And yeah, look, uh, um, looking back on it, like I don't know, the, 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 um, the high tackles, uh, um, like. That was rugby. I think your man that did it to him would be sent off. Um, he was taken out in midair. It was very dangerous. Yeah. Um, he went down straight back on his back. Um, but I thought throughout the game against Limerick, um, there was a lot of high tackles against us, and we were don't know. And that's all my don't know. I I'd be hopeful that referees will don't know. I I think they have to start punishing teams. Don't know, like um, not even giving yellow cards. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a bit ridiculous. And then you're saying high tackles, as in like when a lad is around the neck. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, there, there, yeah. there was a, there was a n- numerous times. Mm-hmm. Mike O'Shea seems to be always a a favour of the opposition. They're tackling around the neck, yeah. um, and it's 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 dangerous. It's dangerous play, and um, um, you know, and um, I'm kind of laughing that rugby sports is sports. Uh, people would say it would be even a more physical sport than we'll say than Gaelic football. And with all those tackles I've seen lately in Gaelic football, there's not even cards being shown in some cases. Yeah. Um, so I, I just don't. Um, yeah. Anyway, look, that's um, 
that's something for maybe that's something for the GA and the referees to be looking at because because um, they'll, they'll someone gets seriously hurt if if this this continues because you're you're not dealing with you're dealing with strong powerful men as well that are mm-hmm. making the tackles as well. So uh, um, just before we move on from the injury front, uh, Stephen O'Brien was someone who went off injured in, in that game as well. Mm-hmm. Just a, an update on him, and then I suppose yeah, Mark Russell and, and Shane O'Connell as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so on Stephen O'Brien, it's it's looking positive that hopefully he will feature some parts on Saturday night. Same with Mark Russell; he got good news there at the start of the week as well, and Shane O'Connell is fully back training as well. So, so, so that. that Looked at all positive news just regarding those three players. Anyway, thankfully, um, you know, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, brilliant here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I suppose going forward now, uh, it's this is you're going into your fourth season now. I suppose you're, you've already started your fourth season now. Um, yeah. Your very first game, I believe, in the league was against Down. Down and down in Slamel, yeah. Yeah. Down so Slamel, how is yeah. it kind of? Is there kind of different feelings this week compared to what it was maybe um, for, you, for you then? Jeez, I can't even remember possibly. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'd say, jeez, I'd say we're uh, we're dealing with a different group of players. I'd say ultimately as well. Uh, I'd say, I'd say, I, I can't remember the starting team that played against Down, but there's an, there's numerous changes, um, and I'm and I'm sure Down have have um, probably a good few changes as well. And should have a change of manager as well in Conor Lafferty as well, um, so yeah, I think this will be uh, this will be um, uh, it could be a very similar game because uh, don't they don't play defensively even though they were saying that uh, I remember seeing some of the quotes for after the game they don't thought we were very defensive but um, look they don't play the very def- uh, don't they played. Look, when we had the ball, they go back 13, 14 men back behind the ball, and that's and that's that's what they do. Um, so like we, the big thing on Saturday night, Paul, what I, we need to be patient. Um, um, in, in terms of like we have to try to move the ball fast, but if it's not on, we have to keep the ball, and 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 kind of be patient to find those gaps, um, because there are gaps there to be found. It's just we. You just have to be patient, um. But you see what uh, what they will want. They want us. They want to, to turn us over and then and then attack at pace. So we need to be set up for that as well. So we need to be smart as well, because if we all go gung ho, um, that's what they will want. They'll want. Uh, they'll want to see that space. And like going on going on their Dr McKenna Cup matches, um, they're they're hungry for goals. They're looking for goals, um, they don't so. Um, so look, we're very aware of what Down are going to bring to us on, we'll say on uh, Saturday evening. Yeah, because I, I like just do, doing a bit of research work covering the game here on Tip FM on Saturday yeah. evening. So I was looking at how how Down got on last year, and last year was a bit of disaster from the the last mm. All Bar one of their league games, and they only drew that one. They got relegated from Division Two, lost their Ulster Championship game, and lost their Talton Cup game. So I was like, "Jeez, they're they're not in great form at all." But then I saw Joe obviously Conor Lafferty come in after last season. Mm. And their McKenna Cup results are they bet Donegal, they bet uh, Monaghan, they drew with Derry and lost them on penalties. Uh, like lost so on penalties against Derry, yeah. So, so they're, no, they're, they're coming in with good confidence, probably. It's, uh, you probably can't really take much from, from last year's down uh, in preparation. No, 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 no. You don't even look at what they were doing last year. You have to be looking at what they were doing in the in the Dr. McKenna Cup matches. And also, look, Conor Lafferty is from Kilcoo, so you know. 
you have a fair idea of what way they're going to be approaching the game as well. And like, look, ultimately, we're coming up from Division Four; they're coming down from Division Two. So, don't know. Um, we do. Um, so like, they're still going to be a, a big threat, say, to us. But also, I also I would feel if we get a performance out of our lads that we're more than capable of of uh, beating down. And like, we've only three home matches this season, and don't you know for us. Um, don't these home matches are really really important. We always seem to play really well in Torres as well. Um, don't um, so I'd be hoping that we get a good performance there on uh, Saturday night. Please God, uh, thanks a million and the very best of luck over the weekend, David. Thanks very much, Paul. David Power there giving us the rundown on Tipperary versus Down in the National Football League opener. That's tomorrow evening, Saturday, 6pm in Semple Stadium. And it's a game you can hear live here on Tip FM. Myself and Philly Ryan will be bringing you the live coverage just before 6pm tomorrow evening. And that coverage is with thanks to Casey Tiles and Wooden Floors in Care. Now, before we go to an ad break, just some other GA fixtures happening over the weekend. On Sunday at 1pm in Clonalty, it's the County Under-21B Hurling Tournament Final. That's Upper Church Drum Band versus Killin' All in that one. That's Sunday at 1pm in Clonalty. On Saturday at 1 o'clock in Bishopstown, it's St Mary's Nina versus Claus John Fiersig of Cork in the Munster Senior B Camogie Final. That's at 1pm in Bishopstown on Saturday. It'll be great to see another Tipperary school win a Camogie crown after Ursuline Thurless won the Senior A Final last weekend. Uh, but Ursuline Thurless were meant to be playing in the Junior A Final on Sunday against Colostra Cullum uh, Balancholic. That one was meant to be in Mallow, but that game has since been postponed, so that Ursuline Thurless game will not be happening this Sunday. So it's just about time for our first ad break. We'll be back after the break talking referees and Tipperary. Welcome back, listeners, to part two of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 27th of January, 2023. So every year here in Tipperary, there's over 4,000 games across all codes and grades of GAA. And uh, to referee those games, well, you need a lot of referees. And right now at the minute in Tipperary, we just don't have enough. So at the minute, there's a referee recruitment drive happening to uh, entice people to come forward and train up to become a referee and referee uh, as early as this summer. So to talk about that upcoming training course, I'm joined on the line by Tipperary GA Referees Recruitment Drive Committee Secretary, Philip Kelly. Philip, you're welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, Philip, I suppose it's a it's a yearly thing, of course, uh, recruiting referees here in Tipperary, but I suppose we've, we're a big county, we've 71 clubs, we've over 4,000 games taking place here every year. There is always a need for referees in the county. Um, what's the kind of overall outlook of where we are in terms of in terms of referees at the minute? Okay, I suppose, look, refereeing has got a lot of attention, both uh, within the county and nationally, I suppose, in, in the last 12 months. Um, I suppose, Paul, look, one of the main things, as you said, we've 71 clubs. One of the big statistics coming out of, of the setup within Tipperary is that 13 of them clubs do not have an active referee at the moment. So that's, that's representing 18% of our clubs. That's really one of our main targets that the recruitment is going after this year. Um, we would have we run obviously we had a break of COVID there for two years so last year we run we, we ran a, a recruitment course and uh, we uh, qualified 18 new referees so we're back to now running it on a yearly basis so I suppose we're going out looking for referees to to new referees to make themselves available and to come and do the course yeah, brilliant, and it was good to hear that eighteen is a is a good enough number, I suppose. But um, in last year, 
there was at times games kind of called off because there was a lack of referees at times. So there, there definitely still is a need for them there. Yes, of course there is. Yeah, as, as you said, yeah, we had matches called off due to unavailability of referees. Um, uh, it was unfortunate. Um, I suppose, look, like like players uh, from junior B to senior uh, referees, we say we have 106 referees within the county at the moment. Uh, we have would have all different levels type of referees, and in fairness to our referee pool, we do have a very uh, we do have some top class referees as. You can see on on the intercounty scene with refereeing uh, numerous All Ireland. So I suppose, um, yeah, we need to add to the pool. Um, as I said, you mentioned about four thousand games. There is there is to be savage amount of games on uh, every evening from under twelve, from under thirteen, to right up to senior. So yeah, we need to we need to add. We 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 need to add to our pool um, for various reasons because look, you're going to have. Uh, we do, uh, I suppose, there is an age profile there in the referees as well, pool, and in injuries. And, of course, in a lot of the time, referees can come club-tied, pinned on, on, on fixtures. Yeah, yeah, no, because even, like, I, I know a good few referees myself, and during the summer months there, like, they're gone every night of the week refereeing games. So there, there's even a lot of pressure on the current batch of referees because there's so many games and probably not enough referees that the ones that are there would be feeling the strain of having to go referee games every night of the week. Like, you know, so it's important to to get more referees in, even to just kind of spread the load a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I suppose it's a case of, um, yes, there's a lot of guys in the setup that uh, uh, are, are doing numerous matches per week. And, you know, uh, lads have been very flexible. I suppose, look, we're, we're in a change scenario now. We're in a change scenario now where, where um, shift work has become um, uh, part and parcel of a lot of people's uh, jobs at this stage and the whole lot. So the flexibility isn't uh, maybe, I suppose, as good as it was in the past. So, yeah, it's important that uh, we, we get as many new guys on board and the whole lot. And can you tell me a bit about last year? There was eighteen new recruits came in. Um, is that was that a good number? And, and what's that kind of process like in terms of bringing those guys through? They would have obviously refereed games, I'd imagine, last year. Is it is it that quick, or or yes. how does that whole process work? Yeah, well, basically, eighteen would have been a high number. I think the previous, uh, the highest number we ever uh, recruited one year was something like twenty four. I think back in twenty twenty fourteen. 18 was a lot, you must bear in mind, because of COVID in 2020 and 21, there was no course. So, um, what's um, 18? We initially restricted them guys to the 13 and 15 championship, and then we had a review uh, six weeks in to see how they're progressing. With each referee, we also put a mentor. So, that was a new, uh, that was a new item that we would have implemented last year for the very first time. Um so basically, uh, as we saw fit in, the new referees were stepped up to potentially to 17s, 19s, 21s and adults. And in fairness, uh, the crop of last year, there's some excellent referees in it. And look, uh, the difference, there's the different progression, I suppose, for every individual. So it's a case of, um, I suppose, uh, how you, where you find your feet and where you find your level. And look, there's, there's good training as well, Paul, so that... Um, uh, we're always looking at uh, improving the setup and improving the systems that they are far too uh, improve a referee.
Yeah, no, the, the the mentor thing sounds very good as well. Just to have someone experienced there, because I'd imagine, you know, your first couple of games, you'd be wondering, oh, what should I have done here? And different scenarios will come up. So that was probably, I'd imagine, a, a well-received kind of initiative. Yeah, yeah, it was, because as I say, you had the experience, guys, you, you must consider, like, it's like, it's like new, it's like new going into, uh, uh, going into a job where, whereas, you know, if you're, you're the newbie in, in the setup. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was great feedback uh, in relation. But look, the lads are great in, in the setup in the sense that they, they look after they look after all the new referees that come in. So what we found was that most of the fall off of new referees in the past normally happened in year one. But I suppose it's just making sure that listen, no one is thrown into the deep end at the start that that, that there is great support structure in place for them. And so if there's someone listening to this now and they want to They've kind of had it under mind. Geez, I was always thinking of going into refereeing or whatever. I wouldn't mind uh, dipping my toes into that. How do they go about the process, and what actually is the process between um, getting okay. started? Yeah, um, we're looking to run the course in March, uh, and uh, there'll be two modules um, online, and then there'll be two modules uh, face to face. So, listen, uh, it'll be uh, all the details are on the Tipperary GA website. I think they're going up from today, actually. Um, and all our contact details are there. Of course, you can always even just contact your own local club secretary, and they would push. They they, they would push. Uh, they would get in contact with ourselves with anyone that's that's um, that's on the referee. We have a referee administration uh, for the county, and then within that, you also have a referee coordinator for each of the divisions. Um, so if they just have to even contact if contact their own club secretary and club secretary and forward on their name and address to or their name and phone number to us and we'll take it from there we'll make contact with uh, with the people involved so yeah and, and if you were so it gets underway in March and are we looking at how, how long does that take to conclude those those four modules that you spoke of um, looking at uh, probably two uh, would take four weeks roughly approximately four weeks we'll probably have um Depending on the numbers, we had to split because we normally, in a course, in the course, it's recommended that we don't have more than nine in the course on, mm. on a night, one night. So we had to run it over two nights uh, last year. So look, uh, we're basically looking at you would be uh, up and running for the juvenile championship in April. Okay, Jeannie, that's that's very quick. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's a it's a fast track process. So so you be you be on the field refing games by by this summer definitely anyway. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Look, it's 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 enjoyable. A lot of people that have come on board, um, really enjoy it because I suppose you know what you're back, you're back involved in 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 the game. You, it could be uh, players who maybe have just retired and uh, want to stay involved, and it's an excellent way because you're still you're still working on the physical training and the whole lot, and you're still involved and you're in the middle of the field. So, um. It's 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 a, it's a lovely pathway to be honest with you now to get involved in within the GA process. Brilliant, and hopefully we have another good recruitment drive this year. Just before I let you go, Philip, obviously uh, a lot's been made this uh, the, in the last week, and while I have you on as a referee yourself about the whole um, issue with Kilmacrod and, and Glenn in terms of this the substitute kind of rule uh, in soccer, you know, a substitute has to go off the field before a, a new or a player has to come off the field before a player can go on in GA. It's a bit more fluid. Um, has that ever been an issue for you? That rule was that something you'd like to see changed, or is that just kind of a, a one-off kind of incident we've seen? Look, there's always improvements, and uh, improvements can be made. You know, you, you'll always learn from a situation. Mm. Um, what I would say is that look, 
when you come to the, the final stages of a match where, where and it's in soccer and it's in rugby's and the whole lot, where you see and, and in GA, there's always, I suppose, you come into the pressure point of the match where the match is going to be lost or won in the last few minutes if it's a tight game. So, And prior to a couple of years ago where, where, where um, you know, you know, I had on the time for the length of time it takes for the sub to come in, uh, teams are still managements are still under the under, under the, the illusion that that uh, oh let's bring on a sub to waste time in the last few minutes so you'll probably find that happens and that may have been the case what happened last last Sunday mm. and there's a lot of I suppose mayhem and everything's going on in that case and um, yes I can see where there can be an improvement in the sense that that's where um, the sub that's coming off cannot the new sub the sub coming in cannot go on the field and play until the other sub is off yes that that would definitely would be a safety net in relation to um, avoiding what did happen last Sunday look it was unfortunate what happened last Sunday um, as we said the, the referee had an absolutely brilliant game mm. absolutely brilliant there's a process there there's procedures there for in relation to uh, implementing of the rules or inside the white line and off the, and outside the white line uh, they need to be reviewed to see what actually broke down on last Sunday. Uh, but but uh, I'm sure that will take into force as much as the process that's now going on in relation to the two clubs as regards to objection and counter-objection and whatever. So Yeah, yeah, no, a messy situation nonetheless. But uh, thanks a million, Trash, Philip, and hopefully we can get more uh, referees uh, coming down the, the line in the next coming months. Yes, excellent. OK, thanks very much, Bob. Philip Kelly there, the Secretary of the Referee Recruitment Committee here in the Premier County. And uh, as Philip said, that course is going to be getting underway just about early March. So you have some time yet to uh, register your interest and you can do that by heading over to the Tipperary GA website or, as Philip said, contacting any GA club secretary around the county. So we're going to take our second ad break. We'll be back after the break talking ladies football, greyhound racing and local rugby. Back in a few. Welcome back, listeners, to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 27th of January 2023. Now, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by the former host of Across the Line, a voice that will be very familiar to Across the Line listeners. It's Nina Gargin's Shane Brophy, who's going to talk to us about ladies football and local rugby happening over the weekend. Shane, you're welcome to the show. Uh, hi, hi, Paul. How are you? Not too bad at all. Um, Shane, I suppose we'll talk with. Uh, we'll start with the ladies' football first. Uh, um, reading in the Guardian during the week, you were at the Tipperary versus Westmead ladies' football match, uh, the first game at the league down in uh, Feathertown Park. Um, before we talk about the football itself, you you spoke very highly in the Guardian about the facilities in Feathertown Park. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure. It was. Um, I suppose it was great to get down there and to see it firsthand. The, the work that's going on. And I suppose when it. When it is finished, um, I suppose some of the dressing rooms get and the stands get up and running, and I suppose maybe in the medium to short term, God, it's, it's going to be a fine facility. And then I suppose just making the point that like, I was looking at some of the highlights of the other ladies' football matches played last weekend, and they were in heavy conditions and stuff. And then like to have Tip and Westmead like able to play on a, on a pristine surface, like very fast game, and like it just the, the quality of the the game. Uh, played out because of it, and um, I suppose it's great for Tipperary to get off to a win and start. Like it's it's a great start to the campaign. Yeah, and uh, I suppose uh, one of the the big things going in was it was the return of of Ashley Maloney. She got seven points on the day. How how was she? How did she play overall? How was she looking? Ah, uh, she. I suppose it to be for being out was it over five hundred and something days. She was out of action. Like it's a long time, and um, 
that, that, there's no doubt about it. Look, she, as, as a first game back, it was, uh, it, it was, um, I suppose what you'd expect. Like she, she took a lot of watch, particularly in the second half. Like um, where she was more or less led in the full forward line, and, and Westmead kept the player back, but she was still able to to get on some of those diagonal balls. Like her, her stride is just so big, and able to get on the ball, and like her her free taking was was unerring too. Like there's there's no doubt about it. When she gets fully up to speed, she's going to be. Um, She's going to be a serious force, like. But as as was as first game back score, like I'd say, she was very very satisfied with that. Yeah, and, and overall, I suppose the team has had kind of a a tough couple of years in terms of just avoiding relegation. Um, in both years, really throughout the league and the championship. Um, how do, how are they looking at? Uh, I know it's it's early yet, but how how what kind of a grasp did you get of them from seeing them last Sunday? I oh, know. I think they're they're a team that have. I suppose they're, they're, there's a very strong spine to the team. If you look through um, Lauren Fitzpatrick and goals, through like the likes of Maria Curley in the full back line, Emma Cronin up to um, through centre back into midfield, Anna Rose Kennedy centre forward. Um, Marie Creedon was on an awful lot of ball. Like she was a very effective carrying it, and then up to Ashley Maloney. I thought Nasa Tawi at wing wing forward. I think she was one of the new debutants. She was impressive. Like so, like it's still a very very young squad. Like it's probably short on on experience. Like, but in terms of, um, I suppose Westmead were probably would have been their last. Like Tipperary, maybe the last few years where they were at the cusp of senior level and, and have, have dropped back. So um, it was a good. Start for tip to get. It's particularly like they've the benefit of six out or seven games at home, which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't been able to understand the, the logic behind <laughs> we it. We won't but ask like, any questions. Absolutely not. And like they, if um, I suppose all things been equal, like there's a they're, they're have they have Cavan on Sunday back in Feathered, and I suppose they've had a bit of previous in recent years of Cavan relegating Tip a few years ago, and then last year Tip were able to get the their own back and endure their survival. Um, I think I haven't set up afterwards, but it's there's a there's a nice bit of a rivalry going. And like if Tip could get a, another win tomorrow, like they're they're really, I suppose they can go into the last five games not worrying about relegation probably, and then maybe having a good go at promotion. Yeah, and, and Cavan are coming into this. They were beaten by Armagh two eight to five points at home last weekend. So both with Cavan coming in off a loss, Tip coming in off a win, and Tip probably really getting used to Feather Town Park now. It's it's definitely an advantage for him. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I know you, you could see in in the way Tip played, like the the the, the, the management Peter Green, like they only effectively only used one sub and other what brought on one very very late. But um, like they they. they they were once Emma Morrissey came in. I suppose that that, that they, her we all know that we all know that she's probably a starter at, at her best. Like, but mm. um, like they really wanted to get get out, get that first win. And like they were like, for long stages. You think maybe they weren't going to get it done. Like they missed an awful lot of chances in the first half. But um, I suppose when they got their noses in front, um, they, this was they did well to 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 squeak it out. Like uh, a good bit of composure there towards the end to. So for Fino Dwyer to work the the point from play and then to to work the scoreable free as well. So um, no, look all in all, it was a 
a good win against Westmead last week and a good crowd there too and hopefully I think the weather is decent for this weekend that they might be able to get a, another decent support there for, for Cavan on Sunday So that's Tipperary versus Cavan in the second round of the Ladies Football League it's in Feathertown Park at 2pm on Sunday uh, on Saturday we have the local rugby Nina Ormond they are up in Queens playing Belfast or sorry up in Belfast playing Queens um, Cashel are away to Old Crescent and Clonmel in Division 2C are away to Instonians uh, Shane you saw Nina last weekend a big win against Blackrock uh, beating them 20 points to 10 uh, they're currently in 5th place uh, just 2 points outside um, the playoff uh, positions who Cashel are in that 4th playoff spot Nina just 2 points behind them Nina are starting to, to motor well at the, at the right time yeah they are I suppose like they, they've, they, they probably look at maybe some games maybe before Christmas particularly the, the Blackrock game away where they conceded a late try to lose and they, they conceded a, um, they had a big lead up against Old Crescent and ended up losing so like potentially Nina could be they could have another six, seven, eight points on the table that could be in the promotion spots so it just shows you like how it's, it's a very, very competitive I think there's about five or six teams in the race for, for promotion at this stage I suppose going back to last weekend I thought it was it was imperative Nina won I suppose just to keep in touch with uh, Blackrock and Third, but also with the game against Queens this weekend, like was like there's well Nina probably will haven't beaten Queens before Christmas, they'll fancy their chances of maybe doing it again like it's like the Queens are, are not top of the table for nothing. So I suppose to have have that banked that win last weekend just in case maybe things don't work out tomorrow or maybe if I'd say if you offered Nina maybe a losing bonus point tomorrow they'd nearly take it. But it's like it's uh, the the battle is just so tight. Like mm. you have um it's it that Nina have some key games coming up I suppose for maybe against like the UL Bowes all Crescent or maybe Dolphin maybe they could pick up points and then I think it's the third last game of the season Nina go to Cashel so like it wouldn't be great thinking maybe I think it's late March early April I think when that match is on like if, if you're three games to go and the, and the, the, the battle is that tight um, it'd be great if that Tipperary Derby had a lot of riding on it but I suppose for Nina at the moment like to get um to get to, 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 they're, I think they're yeah they're unbeaten since since uh, the turn of the year, they beat Navin, drew with Navin, beat Black Rocks. So, like if they, I think this uh, set of games have already been a success. Like if they can take anything out of the trip to Queens tomorrow, I think it'll set them up well up, up well for the rest of the campaign. Definitely, and I suppose if you're going to if you're going to get promoted, I'd imagine this year you're probably going to have to beat Queens in Queens anyway. So it might be a, ni- a nice trial run if they're to get that far as well. Absolutely, yeah. I know it, it's a busy season. Like to have, I think on Saturday week to have the the um, the, the Munster Senior Cup semi final up against Highfield. I don't know. It's for I suppose for any squad like they're they're they have a bigger squad than usual at the moment. Like, but um, I suppose you, you you're you're trying to I suppose pace lads through. You don't maybe guys getting tired towards the end of the campaign and yeah. maybe towards the end that results start going away from them. But uh, like all in all, at the moment, like they've they they just. The injury situation seems to be coming right. Like they're, they're a very, very settled unit. And I suppose last weekend I had Fionn McGibney back uh, at out half. I thought he had a super game at ten. Like and um, like to, to, and then I suppose they just really seem to be settling very, very well. And hopefully, if the injury list can stay light, um, they'll have a strong chance uh, as the season goes on. Please God, uh, Shane Brophy, thanks, man, for joining us on across the line.
No bother, sure. I might see you tomorrow night in, in Perlis. Shane Brophy of the Nina Gargan there joining us to talk through the weekend's ladies football action and the local rugby action over the weekend. But now, as always, at this time of a Friday evening on Across the Line, it's time to talk dogs. Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. And giving us this week's Greyhound Racing Update, it's Barry Drake. So it's another exciting weekend in the world of greyhound racing with so much happening on the local front uh, this weekend, of course, as they all gear up to the uh, big uh, couple of nights of racing while the National Coursing Festival will, will take place uh, in Clonmel. So that, of course, uh, will be next weekend. So plenty of semi-finals down for a decision over the course of Clonmel uh, this weekend. They race at uh, three nights at the local greyhound track, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So an extra meeting to look forward to this weekend we'll touch on that shortly but we have to just give a mention to um, an event we've been covering here on Tip FM over the course of the last couple of weeks and that's the 7,000 euros to the winner um, Eric Brown Memorial Kingdom Derby final which takes place down in the Kingdom Greyhound Stadium in Tralee tonight unfortunately uh, we don't have any Tipperary representative in, in the final they've all uh, made their exit over the course of the last couple of weeks Bally McFinn will start as favourite for me runner up in the Irish ground derby I think Liam Dowling's runner um, should take plenty of beating there especially if producing one of his best starts that's due off there at 9.14 tonight a great race to look forward to elsewhere I think Kappa White trainer Pat Buckley will hit the, the score sheet and I think he can take the 7th of the night with trap number 2 Stream of Sydney um, who is a ground that has caught my eye in recent outings I think she's a lady with a bright future ahead and worth following for the course of 2023 on to uh, Clonmel tonight 7.30 um, start as I said plenty of semi-finals down for decision um, some good racing action um, to look forward to um, one to keep an eye on there in Clonmel um, tonight is a greyhound that has caught my eye um, in recent outings and uh, looks a, a real uh, a pacey sort and I think it will um, get the get the job done there tonight and that is a greyhound um, called Badminton Best um, that's worth following there in the Talbot Hotel S4 S5 sprint um, it's won one, once from two career outings that one of course is for David McGrath and the badminton prefix is certainly uh, well known at that stage so good action to look forward to in Clanmel um, tonight the racing action goes up a notch on Saturday night uh, getting underway at 7.30 plenty of semi-finals once again um, down for decision um, you know there's going to be so much great racing to look forward to um, in, in, in Clanmel um, next uh, weekend just in terms of the action on Saturday night as I said once again it's a 7.30 start and uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on race number seven. This is the Hotel Manila A3525 uh, semi-final. Keep an eye on trap number two here, Marfield Diaz. I think this one will take plenty of stopping uh, for Patrick Brady and Clanmel. It's got plenty of form around the all-track and I think it can make a winning Clanmel debut there um, on Saturday night. Moving on to Sunday night, it's uh, the it's showtime Sunday night in, in Clanmel. Uh, two fantastic semi-finals of the Rural Kennels um, on race day, kindly sponsored by Helen O'Dwyer and Clanmel. €6,000 and €200 to the winner. Uh, the first semi-final is a, a mouth-watering clash uh, with a couple of real exciting sorts. But I think Hovick's Tommy could get the job done here in trap number one for tra- trainer Graham Holland I'd have to like about that performance when winning in 28-76 last time that one looks a leading player 
um, for outright glory and on to the second semi-final Droopy's Racer has been one of the stars of the show in recent weeks back-to-back winning performances in 28-49 and 28-58 that one uh, making the trip down from the north of Ireland for trainer Michael Carr we said that was a tip in itself in recent weeks and um, it certainly hasn't disappointed with two fantastic performances so that's on Sunday night and in terms of uh, Thurless on Saturday night 7.35 start there at the Thurless Ground Stadium some good action to look forward to over the course of the night we're looking at the A3 contest uh, which is due off at 9.20 and um, in trap number 6 here you have Code Jackal who should go well for Jennifer Lee in County Tipperary that's a consistent sort and has been running well in recent outings another one to keep an eye on there in trap number one is Mix Elite uh, for James O'Connor in Thurless both of them look set to battle that race out so as I said it's a big weekend in Tipperary with so much uh, great racing to look forward to hopefully Clanmel and Thurless will get big crowds over at the course of the weekend I know there will be a big fundraiser coming up uh, for the um, Clanmel Greyhound Stadium we'll talk more on that um, next week but um, they're going to hold a big benefit now with a fantastic raffle with so many great prizes and um, urging every um, the supporters of Greyhound Racing um, to buy a ticket for that we'll have more on that uh, next weekend but as I said it's another big weekend of Greyhound Racing so much to look forward to and that was this week's Talking Dogs with Barry Drake now just before we end the show I'd like to remind listeners that we will be having live commentary of Tipperary versus Down in the National Football League Division 3 opener tomorrow evening from 6pm in Semple Stadium myself and Philly Ryan will be giving you live bringing you live coverage of that game with thanks to Casey Tiles and Wooden Floors in Care. So I'd like to thank all my guests for joining us here today. We had Philip Kelly, David Power, Shane Brophy and Barry Drake all giving us the rundown on all the local sport happening in the Premier County over the weekend. And uh, just a reminder to listeners that Carol Power will be here with Premier Country after the news. But for me, until next Friday, bye for now.